Do you know who you are? I just watched a, a video. It was a CBC um, report from back in, I got to say it was the 80s, about Bob and Doug McKenzie. These two hosers, <laughs> two comedians um, who were on SCTV and created a two-minute sketch, essentially, um, due to differences between American and, and Canadian viewings, or, or airings, I should say, of SCTV, Second City TV. It was a fantastic sketch comedy thing back in the day. Um, the names involved were just, like, they were all in exceptional comedians. Still some of them around today, although Rick Moranis stepped out of, um, out of all things. Um, and, uh, oh, uh, I'm struggling to remember any other names. John Candy, of course, passed away. Um, Levy, um, Eugene Levy, still involved in uh, Schitt's Creek, I think it was called. That was with another SCTV alum whose name is also escaping me. Anyway, it's not the point of naming them. The point is, the 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 discussion was both um, sort of on the character level and on the behind the scenes level of what Bob and Doug McKenzie had become. Um, they were a, a caricature, I think is a better way to put it than than a, a, than anything else. A caricature of of, of sort of. Simple Canadians, if you will. Uh, love their back bacon, love their beer. Um, always said A and a bunch of other things. There was a, a post they saw on Reddit a couple of days ago from, I think it's the R Ask a Canadian. Um, it might have been a writer um, one where they were asking, how do I show that someone is Canadian? In a, you know, How do I hint subtly that they're Canadian in writing? And... Um, it was really interesting that I, I read some of the discussion, didn't have a chance to read it all, but trying to pin that down as to what they are, that they are. And there's, of course, there's simple things like, um, well, this is written. And actually, one of the interesting things they did, they suggested they were going to do was, was spell in the Canadian way, using all the U's and some of the R-E's that we're so used to. But um, people have suggested sort of the dialogue tags of A and uh, the very interesting collection of of affirmatives and negatives. Um, there's no, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of different versions of that. And they all have different shades to them. It's something you don't realize until someone points it out. But there was a talk about them being Canadian icons, the characters, and, of course, people had, had really taken to them. I don't remember, I don't remember, you know, of course I lived in a small town, so you didn't really get much demonstration of, of sort of public support. Um, but I remember everybody I knew, knew about Bob and Doug McKenzie and I have, uh, although I, th I think it was a CD that I version that I got eventually. And I guess I didn't really seek it out, but I did eagerly grab it when I found that it probably a used CD place, but they're, they're, they're as far as I know, one and only album uh, in the interview, they described the first album <laughs> and I don't think they ever did another one. Um, but there was, there was a whole parade involved in the video, which was quite neat. A hoser parade where people proudly proclaiming themselves to be, 
you know, just like Bob and Doug McKenzie. And one wonders how ironically it was being done because, of course, they're parody characters. They're, they're caricatures. They're both a, they're really a pair of idiots. And for that to be something which the interviewer kind of tagged on is, you know, you are Canadian icons. You are, you know, our, you know, role models. Um, feels kind of strange because that's not the, really the role model you want to have for yourself, I don't think. Um, the good side of them, I mean, they were funny. They were caricatures. They were, you know, easygoing. They had simple problems and simple lives for the most part. Um, although there was that movie that was out there, Strange Brew, which I, I have not watched in a long time. Of course I've watched it. I don't remember much about it. I seem to recall it all stemmed from, I would say, Doug, um, trying to scam to get free beer by, I think he raised a, a, a rat or a mouse inside a beer bottle so he could so he could use it as leverage. Oddly enough, that was the same thing that came up in, I think it was House 2, in which the kid was scamming uh, companies out of, out of, uh, um, you know, by claiming to find a, a toenail or whatever in their products. He was getting them all kinds of free products. Our, our Horror Night crew went through all four of the, the, the house movies. Not a task I would necessarily recommend. They're vastly different in tone and in shape and quality. And none of them are great, <laughs> although there's some endearing moments and stuff like that. Anyway, my point was about identity. And knowing, you know, or how do you describe what a Canadian is? A Canadian identity is, is an interesting puzzle that's been, for most of my lifetime, it's been a question more than a puzzle. It's been, it's been, what do we define Canada as? So many other countries seem to have very strong identities, or at least maybe, maybe their caricatures are a little more close to reality. I don't know. But Canada, there's always been a couple of problems with defining a Canadian identity. Part of it is just a, such a large land um, with vast empty spaces in between. So, which and and the the cultures that develop, while there's some commonality to a lot of them, they really are um, very different. And of course, there's also the the problem in this way of Ontario being such a massive um, percentage of the population of Canada that so much by natural force would be presented um, as Canadian just by statistics, basically. And yet you have fierce identities like the Maritimes or you have fierce identities like Newfoundland or um, BC. I don't find the, the, play, the prairies to be as, as identified other than calling them the prairies. And that may be that because a lot of immigration to the prairies comes from, say, the Maritimes, going where the work is. But even on a personal level, how do you define your identity? How do you know who you are? How do you put that into words? Is it important to put that into words? Here's an interesting meta question is, does knowing yourself help? You know, certainly if you're a bad person, and you don't realize you're a bad person, maybe that does help. Maybe that is a, a way to discover yourself and, and change from an inadvertently bad person. I'm trying not to yawn. That's one of the positives coming in again. Sorry. 
And then, of course, who am I? And I, I know that some of these questions are coming up because uh, I'm making uh, a change of apartments after 13 years, uh, 12 years. I always misjudge the number there somehow. A long time. A long time to be to have kind of spent a lot of time um, sort of being able to become myself. Um, I mean, I, I guess I've always done that as well, as most people probably have. But when you, you're realizing you're reconfiguring all your personal space, and it was all an expression of you in a certain way, within the limitations of the space that you have, and within the limitations of the, the things that you have, what makes it important to have these things? And what do I, you know, what, what difference do I have? And so I'm struggling a little bit with that. You know, setting up a new place means, with with a different physical structure and, and so forth, uh, means facing all the things that I own, which turns out is a lot. <laughs> oh dear, is it all, all so much. But also kind of the configuration of those things. What do I need to see? In the last 10 years, I've gone through a journey of discovery in terms of coming to terms uh, and coming to discover. <laughs> to reuse all the words I just said twice. Um, but to really know, you know, that, that ADHD might be a part of my makeup, that part of who I am and the, 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 the ways that I've interacted with the world, the, the person I've, I've become is defined by parameters, not only outside of my control, but which are, are, have behavioral associations. You know, they, they actually impact who I am on a way that I can't just think my way out of. I can't just be different. I've made several adjustments over the years, very conscious ones, small ones, in in behavior. Um, for example, and, and this is a you know prime example, my handwriting. Um, not specifically the scripting, but in, certainly in, in, in printing. I added bars to my sevens and zeds. You know, nothing very complicated, not extraordinary, not unheard of. But it was a very conscious effort for me to do that. And in little ways, I've always done that. I've always seen myself as malleable, as as potentially being able to change. Not necessarily physically. I've always struggled with weight and strength and and, and aptitudes like that. I've never really achieved any of that much. Um, but certainly in behavior and thought and who I am, never really being able to define it, always kind of seeing it as malleable, kind of looking at it as, well, I don't really exist in a, in a certain sense. Um, I am, I am the neutral observer, which is observing who I am and realizing I can change all of that. Not really, but that's the way it feels. And so, yeah, once again, I'm, I'm at a malleable stage in trying to define how do I put myself at the best start possible, which is also kind of false. You never want to use some sort of absolute or you almost never want to use absolutes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a little unsettled. It was a long day of moving stuff today. It's going to be an even longer day tomorrow of moving stuff. So my muscles ache, my back aches. And yet there's a sort of driven purpose that comes from knowing exactly what you have to do 
and just a matter of implementing it. Um, although I guess exactly what you need to do is a little bit vague in terms of how does all the stuff fit together? How do I physically move it? And is it important? The biggest question of all. In any case, I've been wandering out loud for a little too long. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. That part of my identity is probably pretty secure. Nothing like 30 years of saying the same thing to, uh, to drive that home. Don't even think about it twice. And I will probably think about it twice. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.